0: This is an Equity Mates Media podcast. You're listening to Get Started Investing, a production of Equity Mates Media. This series is everything you need to get started on your investing journey don't need a lot of brains in this, but investing in yourself is the best thing you can do. Anything that improves your own now time. Now you can get rich very young just by having an idea. I mean, I buy anything I want, basically, but I can't buy time.
1: Welcome to Get Started Investing, a podcast where we attempt to answer the most common money and investing questions coming from our community. Now, if you are joining us for the very first time, a massive welcome. We do strongly recommend that you scroll up and start at episode one. But if you want to get stuck in today, we're not going to stop you. Now, while we are licensed, we're not aware of your financial circumstances. Any information on this show is for education and entertainment purposes only. Any advice is general. But with that said, my name is Bryce. And as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you?
2: I'm good, Bryce. I'm very excited for this episode. We are talking dumb money decisions. Yeah, We've all made them, uh, even people who... Tell me on this podcast that they have a perfectly set up savings and investment plan and there's nothing they could do. Not true. Even they have made dumb money decisions in the past and it's all in celebration of a movie Called Dumb Money.
1: Yes, this episode is thanks to Village Roadshow in celebration of the launch of Dumb Money, a brand new comedy from the directors of Itonia, based on the insane true story of the GameStop short squeeze. It features a huge cast, including Paul Dano, Pete Davidson, Sebastian Stan, Shailene Woodley, America Ferrara, Seth Rogen, and plenty more. And it is in cinemas from October 5th.
2: But the good news is, if you want to see an advanced screening of... Uh, dumb money. We have 200 tickets to give away. Yes. 25 double passes uh, across four cities on the 20th of September. Yes. To enter, hit the link in our show notes. All the information is there. Uh, and if you want to know more about uh, the GameStop short squeeze, if you want to be that friend that knows the backstory before you see the movie, uh, head over to Equity Mates Investing Podcast. We do an episode explaining. The short squeeze and short squeezes in general, uh, but on this episode, Bryce, we're talking all things dumb money mistakes.
1: We are, so we should make it clear that that episode on Equity Mates is dropping this Friday, the fifteenth.
2: Okay, head over in a couple of days. <laughs> yes, <laughs> maybe subscribe now so you don't miss it, and
1: go in the running to win Perth, Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane.
2: I actually don't know if we've secured tickets yet. We <laughs> hopefully will be. <laughs> there. Hopefully, we'll be there. But at we the Sydney will not. One. We will not be taking any double passes from the Sydney show.
1: No, no, no. We actually won't. We get um, team tickets as well. So, oh, okay. so we will be there. We'll be there at <laughs> Sydney. But anyway, in today's episode, we're going to share some of our dumb money mistakes and then we've got a stellar lineup of Equity Mates community members who have been brave enough to share their dumb money mistakes. Let's start with us, Ren. What do you got?
2: Uh, so my dumbest money mistake is Slater and Gordon. For people who are new to the podcast, welcome. You're about to hear my most... Well told story. Yes. Well, not well told in terms of I deliver it well. Well told in well terms trodden. of. Well trodden. Yeah, I tell it <laughs> a lot. I've really made hay from it. Uh, but my very first investment was in an Australian law firm called Slater and Gordon. I think I read one article in the Financial Review about it when uh, I was at university. Uh, Bryce and I were living in a share house and thought we were Australia's answer to Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger. You always said Not you true. were warranted. Not true. <laughs> uh, no, anyway, so we wanted to start investing. I bought Slater & Gordon, put $1,000 into it, which was a lot at the time for a uni student. Still is a lot, but mm. imagine how many part-time shifts at the pub or at that furniture warehouse that we worked at. Uh, that was good money. That was, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that, that was a lot. I lost all of it. I lost, I went from $1,000 to $12. And at that time, Comsec, the broker I was with, charged $19 for brokerage. So I lost so much money that I literally couldn't sell it. Jeez. Yeah. So that was a real dumb money mistake.
1: Yeah. I mean, in hindsight, but like at the time, it wasn't a dumb decision to try to invest.
2: No. I, I no. know. Just yeah. looking. All Silver right. lining. What have you got?
1: <laughs> Mine. Mine's most recent in super... Frust- it's really frustrating. And <sighs> so... <laughs> I had a. Um, we took a credit card on our trip overseas for Europe because I wanted to rack up the rack up the points. Uh, always good to have a credit card as well, I think, just for like ma- major scale emergencies. Yeah, and
2: like car rental yeah. and hotels. Otherwise, yeah. they like take that holding charge. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of
1: our cars, car rentals, as well, fifteen hundred euro block.
2: Oh really? And but d- like, but you had a credit card.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm just saying, like.
2: Oh. Like the like, pre-authorization. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. like if you needed that cash.
1: That's why it's good to have one. Anyway, so we were spending on that and we were just transferring from our savings account to top it up. And in the first two weeks, I was transferring, transferring, couldn't see it coming through BPAY onto the credit card. I'm like, oh man, this is uh, super slow. Then I realized what I'd been doing was in in the process of transferring through my Pay in my mobile app, I just saw at the top credit card, didn't read it properly, and I was transferring it to a closed Westpac credit card that I did in 2015.
2: Oh, no. <laughs>
1: and this is to the tune of about 900 bucks by this stage. And so then I'm like, okay, this is really frustrating because I'm overseas. I'm not going to be able to call and deal yeah, with the yeah, banks. Yeah. Fortunately, ING, who I was transferring from, have a toll-free number that you can call while overseas for emergencies. So I called them and they're like, oh, it should bounce back. Okay, cool. whole trip went by, it didn't bounce back. I'm like, damn it. Going to Westpac, they are like, the, the card is so old. Because uh, the thing is, I didn't even know I had this card. It's that old. I'm like, why is this even in my bank account?
2: Oh yeah, it must be nice. He has so many cards and accounts that he can't even keep track of them. Oh, well, and I'm
1: just like, what is this card? So I'm going through my emails. 2015. It's so old and has been closed for so long that it's in a legacy system in Westpac that only managers in branches can log into. Oh. <laughs>
2: Are you kidding? No, no. So I'm
1: calling the call center and cuz ING tried to do a trace, they're like yeah the money's with Westpac. Westpac responded and said it is, but we're not going to send it back because of it's so old and stuff. He needs to call us. So I called and they said it's so old and in a system that we can't deal with on over the phone. You, oh, you need to, to go, go into, into, a, into branch. a branch. Oh my god. I've gone into a branch and she's like I need more details from ING. And now I'm just in this war between ING and Westpac. So you still haven't got it back? No.
2: Oh (laughs) my gosh.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's all on me by firstly having that BPAY payment option still in my bank account yeah, 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 yeah. that I haven't needed for seven years or whatever it is or even longer. And also not actually looking at what I was pressing and I'm just sending to credit card, credit card and I should have just scrolled further down and it was the actual credit card that I needed.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well that's a good reminder for me and for everyone listening. Clear out your bank contacts. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I was like, what is this? Anyway. So I'm still down the money, still chasing it, but I need to go to a Westpac branch. The only time I can go is on the weekend because we're just flat chat during the week.
2: Oh, is this why you've started working from home, Babes? Literally, <laughs> literally. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Mondays, work from home, go, go in the branch. I go in on a Saturday, managers don't work on a Saturday. Only the managers can do this and then I'm back Bro, in this
2: we run this business if you need to go to a Westpac branch you can no, go no but
1: it's just one of those things where it's like the time that it's going to take to do that i have other things i need to do more more importantly okay. yeah.
2: send <laughs> send sasha <laughs> i live in a different state
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway anyway it's super <laughs> annoying and i'm also in a war with trip.com since um since february with <laughs>
2: Trip, um trip.com is not a travel site i'm familiar with
1: Oh really? Oh, it's, one of, you, those, like, it's yeah. one of those like it's one of those aggregators where like you can you like can, a booking.com booking. dot Yeah, there. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. booking.com. And I, I booked a car. I booked a car through there. Um, also,
2: everything
0: escalates to a
1: war with you. Like, this this is a serious war.
2: Oh, the Westpac War is a joke war.
1: This is a serious war where I'm currently now getting encrypted letters from A and Z. Encrypted
2: letters.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's. It's nuts. I'm owed six hundred and fifty bucks from trip.com. Still haven't got it.
2: Dude, I've got bad news for you. I'm trying to go to trip.com and it's saying the website, oh no, there we go, there we go. Just <laughs> our internet, don't worry. Yeah. Anyway, there's also Wait, so what are they what do the letters say?
1: They're letters proving that the money that was refunded is back with trip.com, but trip.com can't find it. And so there's this war going on between trip.com and ANZ. Because essentially what happened was i don't need to go into i want to hear this (laughs) Uh,
2: everyone is invested in this story now we got to hear it it's quite it's quite lengthy that's okay
1: (laughs) i booked a car for our time in greece
2: yeah
1: it was the first car i booked and it was a manual and i was like you know what i don't want to go over there wrong side of the road crazy driving and it it was actually italy 150 k's an hour all those ones i don't want a manual I i want an auto just to make it just so i can get into the rhythm of things yeah Go to trip.com and say, can I change this current booking to an automatic? There was going to be a price difference, which was expected. And they were like, this junior guy on chat at the time was like, the best way to do this is cancel your current booking and rebook. And I said, that's fine. Just letting you know that the card I booked this on is now closed.
2: Dude, stop closing all your cards. <laughs> the, the, the,
1: the point to that is you, it's bad to have a credit card while you're doing a mortgage application. And so I was going through a mortgage yeah, application okay, so I closed okay. all my credit cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, I need to provide you, you... all
2: your credit cards except the one that you took. When I reopened and, that like no. two, week,
1: two <laughs> weeks before. <laughs> and so I said, look, um, you need. I need to provide you with new details because it's closed. Yeah. He said, no stress, I'll send you a link as soon as we get off this call for you to update your details. And I said, I'm not getting off this chat until you've sent me that email. And he said, no, 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 trust me, I will. I'm like, fine, whatever. Canceled it, rebooked. An email came through being like, apologies, we can't do that. Yeah. And then they send the money and of course, credit cards closed. Money then...
2: So then it bounces back to them. Well, the... The the irony of... Uh, In this case, they sent money to a closed credit card and it goes back to them. In your case, you sent money to a closed credit card and it didn't go back to you. Yeah, I know. Well,
1: (laughs) the thing is, the policy is you have to wait 30 days for the money to bounce back. I waited 30 days. This is in February. I'm waiting months and months and months. Trip.com keeps saying we can't find it and are giving me all of these codes and stuff to put to ANZ to be like... This is what Trip.com say is the tracking for this money. A and Z are like, those codes are just non-existent. We don't know what they are. Visa then steps in and goes, we can confirm that Visa have sent the money back to Trip.com. I'm then blowing up at Trip.com to the point where I got ChatGPT to write like a legal a threateningly legal, no way. yeah. And they hadn't, they hadn't called me at all. The minute I send this like lengthy threatening email from ChatGPT, they call me from Hong Kong or Singapore or wherever they are, just being like, "We're so sorry, blah. We need to sort this out."
2: Just pause there. That's a good lesson for people. If you're struggling with customer service, ChatGPT can write you a legal letter and get someone on the phone. And
1: the whole time I'm like, "This is your fault. Like, you, you had a guy on chat who said that you could change it, and they then went through the chat." Oh, Oh, yeah. And they, and I could prove that it was on them. So then they came back and said, it's wrong, we've fired the guy. No <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> oh he, <laughs> he gave wrong advice, we've fired the guy, but the money is still with A and Z. And so now there's this huge back and forth of no one taking accountability of where the money's at. And so I'm just at a point where like, what do you do? A triple C?
2: Yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah, because like I'm really- at
1: a point now where it's like, no side is taking accountability. But I want my 650 bucks back. And like.
2: Yeah, I mean, we should be clear that like the ACCC has a line for this. Like, they, consumer protection is one of their key things.
1: Well, so. maybe that'll be my next port of call.
2: Yeah, but like, you'll call, they'll investigate. Like, it's, you're not gonna, it's gonna be tough to get 650 bucks back.
1: But. Anyway, that's my dumb money rent. Yeah, two traveler related incidents. One my fault, one the fault of, uh, of another supplier, but, um, beware whenever transferring money that it's going to the right bank account.
2: Yeah, so I actually had a second story, but I feel like you needed the time there. Like, it feels like you've really had some of these things pent up for a while and you needed a platform to share them. Thank you. Should we move to the listeners? Let's move to the listeners. <laughs> so this wasn't just a Bryce episode um, because everyone's got dumb money stories and made dumb money mistakes. And so uh, we have uh, reached out to the mates community. We've got some voice notes uh, that we're going to play. Uh, but before then, uh, we called Chloe, uh, who shared one dumb money mistake that she made. Uh, Kicking it off, we spoke to Chloe.
0: So I booked to go to Europe with two other friends. So there was three of us and we booked a two-room kind of accommodation on a sail yacht. And so we were going to third the cost for basically four people. Rooms were booking fast, so I decided just to put down the 50% deposit for myself and my friends, and they were going to go and pay me back when they could. A couple of days after that, one of my friends actually pulled out and Stop replying to it, my messages and to this day, six years later, I'm still out about uh, $1,000 from her. So that was my dumb money story.
1: I mean, you did the right thing, in my opinion, in terms of be- being the one to... Uh to foot the bill to start so that others can come on. Are you still friends?
2: I I don't think that's a dumb money story. I think that's just a dog story from your friend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, are you still, mate? No. Oh, no. I know, I
0: know. And actually through that, I realised she didn't pay me back for something else. So um, it kind of worked, but yeah, we're no longer friends.
1: (laughs) It is one of those situations kind of like when you go out for dinner with a big group of people and you get to pay and they're like, we don't split bill and you're like damn, someone's got to fork fork, fork it out. And you just know there's someone in that group who's not going to transfer you back.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, Chloe, we won't get you to name and shame your former friend on the show, but if someone is listening and they still owe Chloe some money transfer her and maybe we'll be able to host a reunion on the podcast (laughs) perfect
0: I'd love it I'll be there and I
2: think uh, when you transfer Chloe back make sure you factor in the interest over the last six years
0: (laughs) definitely
1: love it well thank you so much Chloe it was uh, a pleasure to hear from you hopefully at some point in some way life gives you that thousand dollars back yeah surely (laughs) thanks
0: guys thanks guys fingers crossed fingers crossed
2: (laughs) thanks Chloe great to chat
0: thanks
2: we spoke to a number of members of the Equity Mates community to hear some of their dumb money decisions. You have one new
0: message. Hi, my name is Crass, and this is my dumb money story. Uh, when I was in my early 20s, I ended up following the advice or the misadvice, as it turns out, of one of my colleagues. So this is a story of something that you should never, ever do, which is if your colleague tells you that he's got the best stock idea in the whole world, that his brother-in-law, his father-in-law, his mother, his sister, everyone that he knows has invested in it. It's going to be big. You're going to make money. You're going to make 100x. Don't believe it. Run for the hills. Run back to the best strategy, which is dividend stock investing. So don't repeat the mistake that I made in my 20s. It took me 10 years to recover from it. And I'm back on the right path now. Thanks, guys. All the best. Thanks, Crass.
2: I just want to know what stock it is. That's <laughs> Maybe uh, there's opportunities still. <laughs> I think we all have a stock tip story. Yeah. yeah. You have a uh, one that I think we've spoken about before about one of our good mates giving you a stock tip, mm. and then he sold out so soon I've after and just didn't tell you. Kept me, yeah, uh,
1: kept me in the lurch, and I just. Wrote it right all the way down. Yeah, yeah. But that's a common one. Don't follow the specy stock <laughs> tip.
2: But Bryce, also, you have a reputation at Woolworths because early days of Afterpay, you... You shared it on the podcast, which was great for our credibility on the podcast, but you also told everyone you were working with at Woolies. Yes. And they all got on it. So, they took your stock tip. Yes. And then Afterpay went to the moon. <laughs> yeah. And uh, people at Woolies still talk about <laughs> when. Know. what's your next Afterpay. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Literally, it's weird. Anyway, um, don't take stock tips from a colleague. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> all right. Well, the next one here is from Amelia and she's written in that... Uh, Her dumb money mistake was YOLOing into a stock called Delirian Corporation.
2: DeLorean. (laughs) Oh, DeLorean. (laughs) Delirious.
1: Two days after it IPO'd with no due diligence because uh, she liked the name and the vibe, which was clean energy. The ticker was D-E-L. And uh, saw the stock absolutely mooning. But shortly after she bought in, the stock burned up on re-entry. She bought it at 42 cents, cut losses at 25 and a half cents and then now the stock is two cents. So it could have been one. Good worse. call, yeah, yeah cutting yeah, your yeah, losses. Yeah. It's often hard to do, um, loss aversion. But it, the IPOs are a tricky one. You can often get caught up in post-IPO madness and the stock is shooting and you got to understand, I think, what is going on at that period of time with the share registries. And that only comes from experience.
2: Yeah, the classic example when I think about uh, IPO hype is Beyond me like it IPO'd and there was so much excitement around it and plant-based meat and everything and it just shot up and it had some incredible opening days but it has come way back to earth from there. So anyway, there's some big IPOs coming down the pike, Reddit, Stripe, a few that are about to go, Instacart and stuff like that. So a good reminder that if you are interested in some of these companies to keep your head and I think there's a real argument when it comes to IPOs is you can dollar cost average into a position over time. You don't have to get everything on day one.
1: So let's keep them coming. More dumb mistakes thanks to the launch of Dumb Money. Let's hear from Kieran.
0: You have one new message. Hi, equity mates. This is my Dumb Money story. So I had this story of I bought all these PSVR games and I'd never played, I didn't have a VR machine to use or like a headset, a VR headset to use. And I bought all of these games, um, which all came up to about $400, and they were, I didn't know at the time until I bought them and opened the games, and they were VR exclusive, so I'd spent $400 on the PlayStation Store for basically nothing, and you can't get a refund or anything because it's not the physical copies of the games, so it was just digitally, so yeah, just wasted $400 on uh, games that I can't play, so that was a pretty dumb dumb decision. Love the show, guys. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Kieran, that's got to hurt. Yeah, (laughs) that's...
2: I'm surprised you can't get a refund for digital purchases. Is that a thing? I don't know. Maybe another call to the ACCC. I actually don't know what the rules are, so they might tell you to stop
0: calling, but...
1: All right, let's hear from BD. You have
0: one new message. Hey, equity, mate. This is my dumb money story. It was about 15 years ago when Kanye West announced the tour to Australia. And I thought that would be a big event and basically easy money if I don't even consult any of my friends and go ahead and take the steps of purchasing, I think it was about six tickets, it might have been six or seven tickets. In my head, I also saw it as a money-making opportunity. If my friends can't go with me and could easily double my money by selling them, I thought I would be very cheeky. And as time started counting down towards the event, I couldn't get any friends to commit, nor could I find any sellers or buyers, rather, on eBay. Little did I realize there was a massive music festival on the same day. And in the end, I couldn't find anyone. All the offers were undercutting me on eBay, and I tried to find any available friends and i mean literally any to give my tickets away and at the end of the day i scouted me and six other friends <laughs> about thousand dollars worth of kanye west tickets to go to a show that i paid a thousand dollars for it's horrific anyway that's my story regret it to this day and my friends hassle me to this day about it as well anyway love the show appreciate all the work you do thanks again
1: Geez, that is a classic. That That's got to hurt. <laughs> Firstly, dog to your mates for not even chipping in some of it. But secondly, the temptation to try and play the uh, the ticket game is um, is one that I know a few people in our friendship group try and do. Yeah. But, um, you have know, you, it's pretty fraught. It? No, nah, I've never done it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I've never done it intentionally. I've been on... I've been... Oh, know, yeah. Bought tickets. Bought and tickets. Sold can't them go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cla- you know, even recently with the World Cup, a um, couple of our mates went and they said that... Uh, before obviously the Matilda, uh, Matilda's craziness um, to the pre, to the semi-final, I think it was, you could buy tickets way back when they were launched for like 35 bucks. Mm-hmm. Our mates paid 320 a seat. Wow. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: so kudos to the guys Who's- that sold that. Well, thank you to all of the community members who have sent in their dumb money mistakes. It was great sifting through them. Please continue the conversation. Come and join our Equity Mates discussion group on Facebook. Uh, you know, sharing our mistakes is one of the only ways that we can all get better. Yeah. Now, Bryce, so- b-
2: before we go, do you have any other cancelled credit cards that you want to tell us about? <laughs> you got any other mistakes? No cancelled like credit cards I that like I'm in a war with. I feel like you've needed this episode.
1: <laughs> well, if the saga continues, Ren. Both of the situations have not been closed, closed out. So I'm still, I'm still very much in the depths of it. But let let, let Maybe, me.
2: This is like the ultimate hundred dollar challenge. Know,
1: God, yeah, I'm essentially six about sixteen hundred bucks short at the moment from this saga with credit cards. So anyway, I'll let you guys know on the $100 challenge when those sagas are finally resolved. But anyway, this episode was in celebration of the launch of Dumb Money. And thanks to Village Roadshow for supporting this episode. The movie is a brand new comedy from the directors of Itonia, based on the insane true story of the GameStop short squeeze. Now it is in cinemas from 5th of October, but as we said at the top, there is a link in the show notes for you to to grab tickets to an advanced screening in Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, and Perth on Wednesday the 20th. We'll be at
2: the Sydney one. Hopefully, plenty
1: of other Equity Mates community members will be at those other venues. If,
2: if you're a lawyer or you work for Visa or MasterCard and you want to help Bryce out with his money dilemmas. That'd be, you can, that'd be good, yeah. yeah uh, or if you
1: work for any of those institutions, <laughs> then can give me some insight. Of the, yeah. the f- anyway. No, say it, say it, say it, say <laughs> it. The other thing I find really frustrating is you always get a different person when you call the line. Yeah, yeah. And so you ne- even though all the notes are there, and they all have different levels of training as well. So one week they say, we can't do that. The next week the person's like, oh yeah, we can do that.
2: So I, it's just like, I don't want to... I don't want to make this like a credit card gripe episode, but I've had a similar issue. I when I worked at Coles, I had a Coles credit card, and long story short, I won this study tour to go over to the US and do a course at Harvard, but I had to pay for the Harvard course myself and then get reimbursed. But then COVID happened and the study tour got cancelled. So then I needed to get a refund from Harvard and then trying to get that money off the credit card, there was about a year of Exactly what you're talking about there. Just like going over the notes, re-explaining the situation, and
1: and I've worked in a bank. I know it's not hard. I've like, worked.
2: <laughs> I, I, that's I've, the thing. I've worked in a call center, and like you, it is like you, there's nothing. It's not their fault. It's like they're picking no, up something yeah, cold. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: But I mean, the execution of what we're asking for is not hard. Oh right, like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. super possible. Yeah, just do it. Anyway, <laughs> we'll leave it there. Link in the show notes. Awesome movie. It was a, it's a David Verth Goliath scenario. We can't wait to see it. We'll um, we'll see it at the movies. Pick it up next week. Sounds good.